shit all fucking day no i cannot listen to that shit all day that'd be a little versatile man that was um masego navajo that's my joint uh i gotta shout my two cousins diamond and diane and ct for that like because um if it wasn't for them i wouldn't know who that dude is they invited me to uh afro punk festival this year in brooklyn apparently i was supposed to pay or well, my cousin said that, you know, her man, man's would have got me in for free in the whole bed. And, yo, niggas paid extortionate amount of money for that fucking, for them tickets to get into that shit. And it was a two-day festival. Man, I, I really did some Brooklyn shit and just, like, walked through the gate. And then when the nigga pressed me, I was like, yo, son, I was, I was just in here. Boy, I was just in here. <laughs> like, and the nigga was like, all right, all right. I just walked past. And I got it in for free. And, um. Saw this dude, Masego Show. Never heard of him in my life, but there was mad people out there singing his songs. And the dude put on a great performance. Like, very talented dude. Um, nigga plays wild instruments. 
he do that sing rap like Anderson Pack type shit. So I mean it's cool. Definitely cool. So um check Masego out. But I fuck with him. So definitely. Um First off, I, you know, I start with a little, little news or some shit, so they call it news. Can you believe that the koalas are going extinct? Can you fucking believe that, man? A koala bear? Like, when you look at certain animals, you look at them little koalas, and you're like, shit, man, them little things, they never do nothing to nobody. And they said, like, 80% of their habitat has been burnt down in Australia. I was looking at it the other day. Uh, I was reading some article, and it was just showing that Australia is on fire, like... The way the same way the California fires be happening, Australia's burning like crazy right now. And the Amazon rainforest was burning two months ago. But guess what they never reported? Guess what no one said anything about at any point? Go look up the fucking fires happening in Africa. It's crazy. There's like 20,000 fires, bushfires happening in Africa right now. Shit is burning. I mean, I feel like, you know, people, we, we do do certain little things to affect the environment. But at the same time, I don't really believe in all that environment shit. I feel like everything is going to recycle itself and everything will correct itself. So I feel like the world goes through cycles. You know what I'm saying? What caused the Ice Age? Some fucking meteor or dinosaurs or whatever the fuck? Like, nobody knows. Like, nobody knows. The world goes through cycles and I believe that, you know, the world is just going through whatever cycle that, that it's going through right now. And there's just certain shit happening. Like, a couple of years ago, look at all the fish that was washing up. Everybody thought it was the end of the world, including myself. I ain't heard nothing about no more fish washing up. The, the, the world goes through cycles. The planet goes through cycles. And it, it'll correct itself eventually when, you know, things are wrong. So... You know, that's just nature. Um, it's, it's sad because you don't want to see no animals go extinct. I mean, you should really... I think that's why it's good to preserve, like, certain shit. Like, I'm not a big fan of zoos, but at least if you have a zoo, you can continue to breed them and, you know, just keep keep the shit alive. Like, you don't want to... Like, imagine if there was, like, no more horses in the world, period. Like, the last horse died. Like, that's fucked up. Like, at that point, you would have wanted a zoo to keep them niggas alive and breed them so you could have some horses to at least see. Maybe you can't ride them, but shit. I saw this guy Bloomberg is running for fucking president now. You see, even if you think Candace Owens is a house nigga, if you vote for Bloomberg, you're a fucking idiot. And I hate to say it like that because I promised myself and people that I would try to stop the cursing. But, yo, that's just the dumbest shit in the fucking world. This is the man who, th th this is the man who helped gentrify Brooklyn. He helped gentrify, he's helping, he helped, he led the charge in the gentrification of New York. Okay? He had his little billionaire friends come in there and build up a whole bunch of big-ass high-rises that nobody can afford. And this was the man who implemented Stop and Frisk. It was getting niggas locked up left, right, and center, getting niggas violated. I was a person who was violated due to Stop and Frisk. Like, imagine walking. I'm walking to my brother's house, minding my business. Just got off of work. Um, take the train down there. I'm walking up Utica. By the time I get to Utica and fucking um, 
But like, somebody get the Utica and, 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 um, and Crown. Nigga, I'm walking. I get shoulder checked. Boom! Right into a brick wall, son. I had a scrape on the side of my face. Two punk-ass cops. Both of them looked like little white boys from Long Island. Couldn't be no older than 25 years old. Patting me the fuck down. Asking me wild questions. Searching my shit. For what? Because I fit the description in their scary mind. In, in, in their inexperienced, scary-ass mind. I fit the description. Or, at that point, they was just operating with autonomy. Because they had the right, at that point, to just decide who they gonna violate and just violate niggas. So... Bloomberg is now going to turn around and run on a Democrat ticket. We just saw this happen with Donald Trump. Donald Trump said years ago, if I ever ran for president, I would run under the Republican ticket because they're fucking stupid. Now, Bloomberg is going to run under the Democrat ticket, and he's expecting all you niggas to be stupid and just go out there and just just click, just uh. Fill the Democrat box up. Democrat, Democrat, Democrat. You don't know these niggas. You don't know what their plans are. You don't know what their past is. You don't know what corporations got them in their pocket. You know nothing about these people. So when people like Candace Owens come out and say shit, yeah, I be getting mad because I feel like, yo, you need. she needs to do a better job of trying to help educate black people in, 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 on the nuances of voting rather than, you know, just be so demonstrative and calling everybody stupid because we vote Democrat. Like, bitch, niggas vote Democrat because, in my lifetime at least, fucking Republicans are racist. And they're happy to get out there and say that they're fucking racist and most of their fans are racist. So if most of their fans are racist, why the hell am I going to vote for them? If most of their fans admittedly do not like black people... Do not like Negroes. Do not want to see the advancement of black people. Why the hell would I get out there and vote for somebody like that? So historically, that's why black people have voted Democrat. I think with the internet and just life in general, people are just waking up more. And it's like, yo, I don't even want to fucking vote. Vote for who? Who the fuck am I going to vote for? I told niggas the other day, I was like, I'll probably go vote for Trump. Who, who, who's running the Democrat ticket that we voting for? Please, somebody tell me who is running under the Democrat ticket that we can, that people can stand behind and go, yo, this is a good person to vote for because I'm definitely not voting for that Chinese nigga. Are y'all crazy? Like, I can't even believe this nigga has gotten as far as he has. Bro, I'm not voting for no Chinese nigga to be president here. I'm not voting for no Indian nigga neither. Now, yes, that's going to sound very fucking racist to a lot of you, but I'm going to explain why I'm not voting for no Chinese nigga. Who's the biggest superpower in this world right now economically? China. Who has sunk their claws into the continent of Africa by paying off all these European countries that the African countries is in debt to and then creating a new debt for the African countries Thus, controlling all of the natural resources. China. So you're going to let a Chinese nigga be president of the United States? Do you know if this motherfucker speaks Mandarin? Do you know how easily, if he does speak Mandarin, how, he, how easily he can mobilize the Chinese people in his country to do some fuck shit? You know the Chinese already own the West Coast of the United States. You know that already, right? How do you think... Like, I find it hilarious. Y'all niggas is worried about Mexicans, and we got boatloads of Chinese niggas just getting smuggled into the country. No one says a fucking word about that. But 
You see the problem, but you see the thing is, and those are the people that you need to be afraid of. The people that want to be your friend, the people that want to integrate with you, the people that want to become part of your community and assimilate and be in some kind of a melting pot with you. Those are not the people that you should fear because they're fans. Chinese people get here and don't fuck with nobody. Doesn't that scare y'all a little bit? Them niggas have absolutely no desire to ingratiate themselves to America. None. Most of them don't. Maybe some of them, you know, who have offspring that are born in this country, they end up going to school amongst, you know, other races, and then their sentiments change. But don't get it twisted, man. At the end of the day, their loyalty is still always going to remain to China. So I am not voting for that Chinese nigga for president. I don't care what he says. And anybody who does vote for him is a fucking idiot. You're going to vote for a Chinese nigga for president. Like, are you crazy? Are you crazy? All he, my nigga, how? how? I don't even know how he got this far. Like, every time I see him, I'm like, yo, this is, this is terrifying. Terrifying. Imagine, do we know? Niggas need to find out if he speaks Mandarin. Because if you can't, because if he does, you can't fucking trust him. I'm sorry. Call me ignorant, but I want my president to speak one fucking language, and that is English. The only one that I know. And the main language in this country. Even if the nigga spoke Spanish, I wouldn't be mad. But fucking Chinese, you don't even know if he speaks Mandarin or Cantonese. Or he might speak one of them off dialects that come from one of them little provinces that nobody goes to. Then you really don't know what the motherfucker's saying. And that's the nigga y'all want to put in office? I see people rallying around this Chinese nigga, son. If that Chinese niggas win, if that Chinese nigga wins, I don't know what I'm going to do. Because I can't move to Jamaica because he... Shit. I might move to Canada. I think that's the safest fucking place at this point, Canada, man. Because nobody cares about Canada. Canada don't got no beef with nobody. The only shit that pisses me off is that it's cold all year. You might get two years of sun. Other than that, it's cold. But, nigga, I am terrified of this Chinese nigga winning. Terrified. Deontay Wilder knocked out Luis Ortiz again. We all expected that. I don't even know why he fought him again. Like, what was the point of that? I went to the first fight in the Barclays, which is a great fight, one of the best sporting events I've ever been to in my life. But it just, it didn't make sense. Like, why are you fighting a nigga that you knocked out already? Like, we saw you knock him out. We know you're the faster, powerful, younger, excuse me, more athletic boxer. It was pointless. Who he needed to fight again was Fury. Because if he fought Fury again and he put Fury down or won decisively, then Joshua would beat Ruiz because I believe, I firmly believe Anthony Joshua is going to beat the shit out of Ruiz this time. He has to. If he, if he loses to that fat Mexican nigga again, he better never make another fucking Instagram post ever. I don't want to hear him talk no more if he loses to that fat Mexican nigga again. I fully expect Joshua to beat Ruiz. And once he beats Ruiz, then it's a, then it's a triangle for the belt because he going to have to either fight Fury or he going to have to fight Wilder. And if he fights Wilder, then Fury's next. And if he loses to Fury, if he loses to Wilder, then Wilder gotta fight Fury. So it's like both of them is kind of ducking Tyson Fury, and I don't know why. Like, I mean, I get it, my money, all of that shit. Like, you know, just keeping the excitement up. But Tyson Fury has to be put out of the way. Y'all gotta get him out of the way. One of y'all niggas is gonna have to fight him. And I. 
And in my humble opinion, I think they scared. I think both of them are scared of Tyson Fury because either one of them loses to him, they know it is a wrap. So that's, that's that. You know, fucking good weekend in football, though. Good weekend in basketball. Last week, I watched the Soul Train Awards. And I normally don't be watching these award shows because I just, I'm not into it anymore. I feel like it's too, it's just whack now. Like, it's just whack now. The award shows used to be great when we was younger because, you know, you didn't see these artists unless you saw them in a music video or at an award show. So you wanted to see them perform and you wanted to see shit. But now it's like, you got Instagram, you see these motherfuckers every day. Half of them don't even show up. Like, the award shows are getting shorter, and, like, it's too staged. The the performances aren't good. Like, oh, like, for instance, I think it was last year, the year before last. You know, people love calling people haters when they criticize or they give their assessment of something. It's not hating, man. It's not fucking hating. Why do I have to just sit there and think everything is hot? If I don't think something is good, why am I not allowed to say, yo, I don't think that shit is that good? So what I'm referring to is a couple years ago, Lil Mo, albeit she had two songs, but Lil Mo can sing. Queen Naja, who I like. I like some of Queen Naja's songs. I haven't heard everything, but I like the stuff that I do be hearing from her. I thought she's cool, and she had a performance, and her live vocal presence left a lot to be desired, like it just did, so little Mo was like, oh, she basically said, yo, Queen Naja can't sing, everybody on the internet called little Mo, you old, you old, you a hater, you old, and you a hater, and you old, little Mo's like, yo, the bitch can't sing, what the fuck is you talking about? Everybody jumped to Queen Naja's defense because she was pregnant, right? And I get it. She's pregnant. That's a lot. I I mean, men don't know what that shit is like. We'll never know what it's like. So if a woman is pregnant and she says some shit ain't working right, you just got to believe it. Lil Mo got kids. So if she's saying a bitch that's pregnant can't sing, you might want to take heed to that. Queen Naja, very unpregnant, came out on the Soul Train Awards and her vocals left a lot to be desired. Sometimes you got to listen to people who have experience because they know what they're talking about. They're not just sitting there saying some shit for the sake of saying it. Like, Lil Mo was spot on. Queen Naja cannot fucking sing live. She can't. I I heard it. Like, I was like, damn, yo. You don't sound nothing like your tracks. So... I like her, her one, H-E-R. I, she got like an Alicia thing, like the deep, like the, the, like the sexy deep voice thing she got going on. I love, I love her. She's, I love the glasses. And, even, and she look good. Even like, you never see her without the glasses, but she is mad pretty. Album was good, but I still think Ari Lennox album was better. I don't know how Mahalia ain't win shit. Her album was better than fucking Summer Walker. And I like Summer Walker, but man, Haley's album was better. You know, I understand that music has waves and time periods. And, you know, there's certain waves that happen in music. There's certain little trends that everybody follows. There'll be 
a time frame where you hear people rocking to the same kind of beats, using the same kind of flows, etc., etc. That's just music. It's always been like that, and I think it's always going to be like that because whatever the hell is in this MK Ultra shit, like there's something that's embedded into our brain. When we hear it sounds good one time, we can hear 30,000 different variations of the same shit sounding good and subscribe to it. But the one thing I don't like is Dick Rodden. I'm not going to say his name. But my God, bro, like I've never seen this level of Dick Rodden in my life. I just don't want to say names, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't need to drop names, but there's an artist from Brooklyn. Um, dude is on fire right now. He's on fire right now. Big drip. That's all I'm going to say. He's on fire. Now, I've been around this dude for years. Known of him for years. My brother's very cool with this dude, you understand? Helped him along the way get to where he's at right now. And in the midst of doing that, there were a lot of people that did not believe in this nigga. They didn't believe in his style. They didn't believe in his ability. They just didn't believe in the kid. They just didn't believe in the kid. I, the kid grew on me because I listened to it with a different set of ears, with an open mind. I said, you know what, man? This is, this is his own style. So he grew on me. I've been bumping this kid for years, so I'm happy to see where he is. Now, what happens is sometimes when you're doing something, and you run into somebody who feels like they're doing it on a higher level, they're quick to dismiss you, to behave as though, yeah, whatever, I don't need to be around you because I'm better than you. They got this uppity complex about shit, you know what I'm saying? Like, dude is over there, like, yo, let me come to the studio with you, man, please, uh, you know, let, let, let me rock with your team. Let me get on with you, man. I'm, I'm trying and just being super dismissive of the nigga. Like, you think you hot. You think you hotter than you really are. So now Big Drip is on fire. <laughs> My nigga is on fire right now. And one of the, one of the people who was hating on him I saw the hate. I saw it. I, I saw it the whole time. Like I'm I'm I've physically seen it with my own eyes. Like I've I've seen the disdain in the niggas' eyes, like the dismissiveness. And I hate using this phrase, but now this nigga is clout chasing like a motherfucker. It's disgusting, my nigga. You ever seen a man with semen dripping from his mouth in the figurative sense? Yuck! It's fucking repulsive. Repulsive. I seen a nigga on Instagram dancing, trying to do the little step that these little that these little crip niggas in Brooklyn be doing and, and the dancing, the whole shit. The your whole flow done changed. You done went and you done you, you done dug through the crates to find a similar kind of beat to try to hop on a wave because you're making dead heat shit. Unwilling to move with the times. And in a lot of ways, I am too. I'm a boom bap nigga. So you're not going to catch me doing what's trendy to be popular. You'll never catch me doing that. But at the same time, I respect what's going on. Because every era has to make their own mark. 
I may criticize it. I may say this or that is whack, but I respect it. I respect the ability to get up and go after what you want every day and do your own thing and be original. So the reason why I think this guy's a fucking loser is because, nigga, it's like you just scrapped your whole playbook that you've been working on to run this nigga's plays. And it never fucking works. You will never get any, anywhere using somebody else's style. You may be able to take tidbits and little things and pieces from what they do to enhance what you're doing. But to just straight turn around and just dick ride on the level that I see this nigga doing is disgusting. And I hope that this nigga is dying of laughter right now. I'm talking like, like really dying of laughter. Like, do you remember that part of Nutty Professor where Eddie Murphy was laughing? That's how I felt watching that nigga dance. <laughs> nigga, I laughed till my stomach hurt. I said, ew. I said, ew. I was sitting at work and I said, oh my God, ew. And somebody looked up and said, what happened? And they saw me looking at my phone. And I was like, what, what happened? That's how disgusting the dick riding is. It's fucking gross, man. Don't dick ride. Do your own thing. Be your own person. Try your best. Keep in tune with what's going on, but don't compromise your integrity for popularity because you'll just end up looking like a fucking idiot, like this guy. I ain't going to say his name, <laughs> but he looks like a fucking idiot. Musically, the only thing I'm waiting for right now is Fab Album. That's it. It should come out on Friday, and that'll probably be, that'll probably be the only thing that I'll listen to for a little while. Got some football next, man. Tell y'all some things. <clears throat> oh, my fool. No. I ain't say nothing last week. Because in a couple of those situations, I was like, you know what? I want to let them play out fully before I make any kind of comment on this shit. So, now I can talk about this guy capping it. Let me say something. I have supported Colin Kaepernick from the very fucking beginning. The beginning. I was team cap. I was feeling like, man, fuck the NFL. I don't want to watch this shit. Fuck all that. That's how I was feeling. Full support of that man. Because if he is simply saying, you know, wrong is being done to black and brown people in this country, and I am bringing awareness to that. If you have a problem with him doing so, then I think you're a fucking asshole. He wasn't disrespecting the military. He wasn't disrespecting the flag. He wasn't doing none of that shit. That's not what the purpose of what he was doing was. We're on a bandwagon. 
He's better than this one. He's better than that one. He should be in the league. On some mellow type shit. Like politics is boxing him out of the league. Not ability. So while I still agree with the nigga. As far as his stance and you know what he stand for. And what he's trying to do for people in the whole nine. I agree with him. I still agree with him. I still support that nigga. Let me tell you something right now. That nigga don't love the game. He don't love football. He made his he made that he made tens of millions of dollars. Don't ever fucking forget that. Tens of millions of dollars from that contract extension he signed with the Niners at first. Then Nike gave him money. And in my opinion, that was kind of some house nigga shit. Because at the end of the day, Nike's a fucking billion dollar corporation. More than likely, billion dollar corporations have Republican ties and play both sides. So you taking money from the same fucking people that don't give a fuck about you. And they're exploiting the struggle of black people and brown people. The, the, the struggle that you want to bring to the forefront. They're exploiting that fucking struggle so that more black people can go buy Nike shit. Like, like, like black people don't buy enough Nike shit. He made money off of that. And then he settled for an undisclosed amount in the collusion shit. And I'm sure it wasn't $100. Okay? <laughs> they settled because they knew that in a court of law, he would be able to prove beyond a reasonable doubt that they colluded to keep him out of the league. Nigga got money. But you... Putting up this front about how you still want to play in the NFL. You still want to play. You want to play. You want to play. Listen. If you shit on your employer. Fuck you going to go back there and ask for a job. Ask for your job back. Because that's exactly what you did. You shitted on your employer. Rightfully so. They violated you. And. Let me, let me say something too. This notion that all these fucking stupid assholes that get up there on the TV, it's a privilege to play. No, it is not a fucking privilege to play in the NFL. It is your God-given right. Okay? You're born in America, a free country, where you have the ability to seek employment in whatever field you want to as long as you are qualified. That is your right as an American citizen. Nobody didn't get these niggas shit for free. Stop talking about a fucking privilege. A privilege is having a family member who's a cop. So you got four PBA cards and you can drive drunk and go home. That's a fucking privilege. Busting your ass for 15 years to get to the ultimate level of your profession is not a fucking privilege. That is hard work. And that is your right to be there because you bust your ass for it. Nobody's handing nothing out to these niggas. So this notion that this shit is a fucking privilege, I, I want to people to get that shit out their mind. Nobody does nothing for free. The NFL ain't giving out no fucking charity to niggas that ain't good enough. Let's cut that bullshit out. This is fucking right. It's your right. If you're good enough at something in America to seek employment in that place, it is your right to work there. Privilege. But I'm telling you, it dawned on me. This nigga don't love the game. 
He don't fucking love the game. He he just need to find another way to put himself out there to be trending. The niggas to talk about him again. Cause he was losing steam. Cause niggas love football. What the fuck you want me to do? All you super righteous niggas out here. Oh, anyway. All you super righteous niggas out here. Niggas are so righteous you're not watching football. I'm sorry. I've been, I play football, little league, middle school, high school. I fucking love the game. There's a million niggas out there right now trying to live out their dreams. They love the actual game. Kaepernick don't love the game. He don't love it. Because if he loved that shit, he would have went to Canada like Warren Moon. When they told Warren Moon, you a nigga. You can't play quarterback in this league. Go to, he went to Canada, won five Grey Cups, got to the point where his talent was undeniable, and they had to bring him into the league. You don't love a game, nigga. You don't love a game like Ricky Williams. Ricky Williams wanted to take a year off to go walk around India barefoot and smoke bud. Niggas wasn't letting him back in the league. He went and he played in Canada. Played his way back into the league. Joe Horn went to go play in Canada. I don't know if you remember Joe Horn. He used to play for the Saints, play for the Falcons. He had to go play in Canada. Jeff Garcia had to go play in Canada. You understand? If he loved the fucking game like that, he would have took his ass to Canada two years ago, balled the fuck out, and then it would have got to the point where the NFL franchises would have said, yo, this dude is so good at the game, we have to sign him. But he ain't showing no real desire. It's like you feel like somebody owe you something. Nobody owes you shit. Nobody owes you shit. And then you saying that these crackers is racist and you show up with a Kunta Kinte shirt. What the fuck are you doing, man? Come on with the bullshit. Like, like I'm, I'm sorry, my nigga. Like, yo... I'm sorry about that. Like, like, let's just keep it all the way live, man. Some of these fucking Jesse Williams, Colin Kaepernick, Angela Rye. Why is always you super light-skinned biracial niggas that be having this fucking epiphany of blackness and then you start going mad hard? <laughs> it's like they go their whole life being light-skinned and, and, and fitting in and shit like that. And then, boom, something happened. Like, maybe somebody says some racist shit to them or does something to them and then they look up and they go, oh shit, I'm black. I gotta, I gotta go mad hard. And then they go hard for the moment. And while I don't necessarily subscribe to everything that Dr. Umar says, he says something very interesting. He says, yo, as a black man, if you don't love a black woman, if you don't build with a black woman, then... You just full of shit. Colin Kaepernick go with Nessa. I don't know what the fuck she is. She looked like some Spanish coolie chick. She's bad. Don't get it twisted. Got the wild fatty. She is bad. I ain't mad at no nigga. But bro, what the fuck you was doing in Ghana? Niggas would respect Kaepernick if he was with the, like, Lupita chick from, from fucking Black Panther. Why don't you get with her, my nigga? Why don't you do that? 
Because if he had he fucking around and have a kid with Nessa, that little kid ain't even going to look like a black person. Kaepernick barely looked black. You remember what Rodney Harrison said a couple years ago? He's like, I didn't know that nigga was black. And shit, some people didn't know he was fucking black. I had somebody say to me one time, he said, I thought Jason Kidd was white. You understand? So, it's, 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 it's sketchy too, man. It's, it's sketchy. I'm pretty much fucking done with Kaepernick. We appreciate your cause and the stance you've taken. But it's obvious that, you know, you've been wrongfully blackballed. So, why fall for the fucking traps? My nigga, when the fuck do you ever hear about an NFL team in the middle of the season going to Atlanta to go watch a workout on a Saturday? The day before game day. The same day that college football is being played where you can get actual cheap labor because you're scouting people for the draft. You're going to go and fucking watch Kaepernick throw at Falcon Stadium on a Saturday? Like, dog, come on, bro. You're supposed to be so smart. How you falling for that? How, how do you fall for that? If that was the day the NFL designated for you, all you had to do was get stand up and say some shit. Say, listen, I've never heard of... He's like, yo, why the hell do all 32 teams want to come and catch, watch me? Not all 32 teams have a quarterback issue. Why would they want to do this on a Saturday when college football is being played and game day is the next day? This is bullshit. Excuse me. Had he came out and said that, I believe that more people would have hopped on that bandwagon and be like, yeah, I smell bullshit, NFL. Y'all fucking with this nigga. You know you don't really want him in here. You just doing this shit for publicity. You just doing this shit for PR to, to make it seem like you giving him a chance when you know he really don't have one. But his stupid ass fell for the trap. You fell for it. You want to know why? Because he wants money. That's what this shit is about. Don't ever get that shit twisted. This is about money. And he fucking wanted it. Because if he didn't want it, he wouldn't have went, went to that workout. Yeah, you love the game. You, you, you playing for the love of the game and all of that shit. Nigga, you want money. And if you wasn't playing for the money, you would have took your ass to Canada and you would have played for the fucking love. And then you would have got back into the NFL and you would have been making money. But he don't love the game. So... I'm I'm pretty much done with that nigga and that fuck ass little speech he tried to give talking about stop running from the people. Stop nigga, ain't nobody running, my nigga. Nobody's running from the people. Nobody's running from the truth. No, who is we? It's you, nigga. Who is we? It's you. We this, we that, we here, we ready. Who the fuck is we, nigga? Because last I checked, when you line up on the center, the ball goes into your hand, nigga. That means it's you. Who the fuck is we? And for that to be the first public statement that he makes throughout all of this shit, I think it was weak. It, 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 was, it was weak. You look, he looked stupid. He looked like... He has absolutely no direction to what the fuck he's doing. And you see all these people online ready to call you a house nigga for watching football, for this and that. So let me ask you something. 
If 70% of the league is black, every nigga in the league is a fucking house nigga then. They mothers, they fathers, they brothers and sisters, they cousins, they relatives, they fucking close friends that support them in pursuing their dream. Pursuing their dream of employment, then they're all fucking house niggas. Do I agree that when Kaepernick took a knee, that every black person in the fucking league should just took a knee? Yes, I I, I think they should have. Because how the fuck you going to stop everybody? You can't stop everybody. So, yes, that shit bothered me. I felt like every nigga in the league should have took a knee. Because if every nigga in the league took a knee, one, he'd still be in the league. And two, the NFL would have had to do something. Because guess what? It don't matter. People love their routine. People love their Sundays in the fall. They love their football. If something interrupts that, the most redneck person would be like, get these niggas what they want, goddammit. I want to see the game. That's precisely what would have fucking happened, you know. Precisely what would have happened. And that's the problem I be having with niggas, too. Niggas never stick together on fundamental issues. How the fuck a black man come out and say, yo, I ain't standing for the flag because niggas is getting shot. And then you have house niggas like um, James Harrison. If, 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 if somebody don't stand for the flag on my team, they better be in a wheelchair. That's a fucking house nigga comment, man. It's a house nigga comment. It's like when I see you house niggas, you niggas in H&M, it just pisses me off. I walk past that shit and I see you niggas in there shopping. I just shake my fucking head like, my God. You niggas out here defending Gucci. You defending them? What the fuck has Gucci ever done for you? That you're going to defend them. Oh, if we're going to do this, then we should do that. No, let's stick to one fucking thing at a time. Right now, the topic was Gucci. They did some racist shit. Stop buying the shit. It's simple. Saw some fucking stupid bitch a couple days after that shit. Black bitch, too. Put on, had a full bathing suit talking about, I'm always going to be Gucci. What are you fucking stupid? I swear to God, bro. I swear to God, like, you know, everybody's going back to Ghana right now for this, um, you know, 400 year anniversary and they letting people in. Yo, I am asking the Ghanaian government to do a strong background check on every nigga that tries to come into that country. Check what kind of house nigga behavior they have displayed, because if you have displayed any, I don't want you fucking going there. There's a lot of people that's just not invited. I'm getting off topic a little bit, but it's just just annoying, man. It's like we can't come together on fundamental shit. And then it's like you just fucking contradict yourself. To me, Kaepernick, in a lot of ways, my nigga, you're a fucking hypocrite. You're a hypocrite. How the fuck are you going to sue somebody and try to work for them? What the fuck are you doing? What do you think you was going to get? And then you don't, when does anyone ever get to dictate the terms of a fucking job interview, nigga? To everybody out there, oh, Kaepernick, oh, I'm, I'm still with Cap, nigga, you still, you, you, you still on some old shit. 
Get on that Lamar Jackson wave, man. That's a real nigga. Dark-skinned-ass nigga playing quarterback and is playing better than Kaepernick ever fucking dreamed of playing. Motherfucker. Motherfucking Kaepernick. I'm telling you, ain't nothing worse than when you defend a motherfucker and then they turn around and do some fuck shit like him. So, I don't want to hear nothing that nigga got to say. I didn't follow him and Nessa on Instagram. I don't want to hear y'all bullshit no more. Get the fuck out of here, man. It's over. If you love the game, nigga, go to Canada and prove that you love the game. Go do what you love. Niggas want to play in the NBA. They can't play in the NBA. They go overseas because they love basketball. You don't love it. Just fucking admit it. Keep doing your community work. We respect that. But don't make fools out of all of us. Why you fuck around and do stupid shit? <coughs> Stop running from the people. Stop running from... You know what Colin Kaepernick was doing? That's what he was doing. And you know what, nigga? You act like a little bitch right now. You act real paranoid and shit. That's exactly what the fuck he was doing. Talking about this and that. Nigga, show the fuck up. Or don't show up. But holding this and holding that and all that. Nah, man. No. None of that. So Colin Kaepernick, that is what you did. Period. End of story. And you know what, nigga? You act like a little bitch right now. You act real paranoid and shit. This is how I feel. I'm done with that nigga. Alright, so this shit happened last week. Almost going on two weeks ago now. So I'm not even going to dwell on it too, 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 too much. I just never said anything about it because I just didn't get a chance to talk about it. But that fight between Pittsburgh and Cleveland. Was Miles Garrett wrong 100%? Nigga, you do not swing a helmet at somebody. He literally could have killed the dude. Put the motherfucker in a coma. He could have he could have really hurt that dude seriously. That's not something that you do, bro. Can't do that. So him being suspended for the rest of the season, I'm cool with that. Let him come back next year, week one. We don't need to go overboard. Now the reason why I say we don't need to go overboard is you guys remember um you remember Django? You seen Django where at the end the German is telling um, Leonardo DiCaprio that you're an abysmal winner. Like after he says, oh, you're a sore loser. And he goes, you know, you're an abysmal winner. Matter of fact, hold on. Let me get the clip for you. Just so you know exactly what I'm talking about. It's a custom here in the South, once a business deal has concluded that the two parties shake hands, it implies good faith. I'm not from the South. But you are in my house, doctor. So I'm afraid I must insist. Insist? On what? That I shake your hand. Oh, then I'm afraid I must insist in the opposite direction. You know what I think you are? What do you think I am? No, I don't. I think you are a bad loser.
And I think you're an abysmal winner. Nevertheless, he and Chickasaw County, a deal ain't done until the two parties have shook hands. So, yeah, that was the point. Miles Garrett, you were an abysmal winner. Because you know exactly what happened. The game was almost over. Why the fuck the Steelers is lining up to throw the ball or do whatever the hell they was doing when they had no shot of winning anyway was beyond me. I think that was part of Mike Tomlin got, has culpability in that. He's partly to blame. Take a knee and be done with it, bro. That's it. Like, you lost. What are you doing out there? Like, what, what the fuck are you really hoping to accomplish? All you're doing is putting your players in harm's way. So, Miles Garrett, you got in there, you sacked him, and I know I, I wasn't there, but I'm pretty sure when he sacked him, he, like, slammed him and, you know, yeah, motherfucker, like, we got you. Like, you don't know what was said. You don't know what was said. Mason Rudolph had thrown four picks, fumbled, just had a fucked up game. He was tight. So in his frustration, in him being a sore loser, tried to remove the man's helmet and tussle with him and all of that shit. And guess what happened? He got sunned out. He got sunned out. That's all that happened. Mason Rudolph got sunned out. Mason Rudolph, you're a fucking nobody. You're a backup quarterback. Like, you're what? Fourth, fifth, whatever round pick. Nobody knows who you are. Miles Garrett, he's a number one overall pick. He's a star. He's a big time player. So, you got sunned out. You tried to step up to somebody that has more going on than you do because you was upset. And he put you in your fourth round place. Tried to take off his helmet. He took your helmet off. After he was restrained, you still tried to run at the nigga. And then he bopped you on the head with the shit. Really putting you in your fucking place. Mason Rudolph got sunned out. That's what happened. That's, that's all that happened. He got sunned out. So, should Miles Garrett have been suspended? Absolutely. Big time. But the way they was acting, I wasn't a fan of it. And the fact that Mason Rudolph wasn't suspended, I think is wrong. And it just continue, It just continues the narrative of... The fact that the NFL is making the quarterback more special than the other fucking 51 players on the team. And I think it's wrong because regardless of their position and the importance, yo, nobody does it by themselves. How many great quarterbacks have won the Super Bowl in the past 20 years? Ask yourself that question. How many great quarterbacks can we say with conviction they're going to the Hall of Fame have won the Super Bowl in the past 20 years? How many, man? We know Tom Brady got six. Joe Flacco has one. Trent Dilfer has another one. Brad Johnson has one. Like, bum niggas get chips. Bum quarterbacks get chips with great players around them. Peyton Manning got two. Eli's a fucking bum. He's a bum. Eli's a bum. He got two. Tom Brady, what, five, seven, Peyton Manning got two in there, that's nine, Aaron Rodgers got one, that's ten, okay, Th okay, three, three quarterbacks were great, three of them, 
rest of them niggas is bums. You know, like Ben Roethlisberger, yeah. Is he fucking overrated to me? Yeah, he's overrated. I think he's overrated. I think a guy like him is a product of the system and continuity. You understand? So we need to get off this notion that they're more important than everybody else. It's a team game. And you can have a piece of shit quarterback and you can get to and win a Super Bowl. It's been done plenty of times. Trent Dilfer. Know what I do want to talk about. You know, everybody, people have been giving Stephen A. Smith a hard time, son. He is not a house nigga, man. He is not a house nigga. But I'm going to tell you where he messed up. Where he messed up is when he was looking at Kaepernick. He's like, you're not a militant. Cut the afro. And he was going wild hard. Like, yo, bro. When a black person is trying to do something to help other black people, speaking against them in a public forum, when you have the type of platform that you do, it's not, it's not a good thing. Nigga, maybe if, if 50 people listen to what the fuck I say today, then I won't be happy. But do you think it's going to reach the masses to the point where somebody can call me a house nigga? And if you did try to call me one of them, like you can't. You can't even call me that. Niggas know my pedigree. I ain't no fucking, no, no I, I ain't doing no shit for no, I'm not, no. No, not at all. But Stephen A was right about a lot of shit that he said in regards to Kaepernick. He's not a house nigga. You know who the biggest house nigga on first take is? Damien Woody. Yes, sir. I'll do whatever you say, massa. Uh-huh, uh-huh. You know, I don't like making broad generalizations and umbrella statements. I just don't like doing it because I just don't like to. It's not right. Everybody's not falling under the same category. But, yo, when people say that, like Damian Woody, you look, He's a big black guy, and he's fucking speaks like a dumb country nigga. That's what he does. Talking about Miles Garrett should have been arrested for assault charges. What the fuck is wrong with you, son? I never understood another black man promoting another black man go to jail for some fuck shit. Nigga, this is the NFL. Niggas is fighting. You on T, you on national TV as a black man calling for the incarceration of another one over a fucking game and a fight in a game in a physical game. Every time you see that big dumb fucking house nigga Damian Woody get up there, he says some dumb house nigga shit. He is a house nigga. I am so sick of that motherfucker. Like, oh God. I, I, I don't, I don't, I'm at a loss for words sometimes when I hear him talking. T.O. says some shit the other day, and I didn't think he should have said it to Stephen A. Because that was kind of fucked up. But he could have said it to Damian Woody. Max Kellerman is blacker than you, my nigga. What the fuck is wrong with y'all? What the fuck is wrong with y'all? Do you ever hear a Chinese person come out and denounce another Chinese nigga? Do you ever hear a Spanish person come out and speak against another Spanish person? Indian, Arab, any other race. You never hear any other race of people coming out and denouncing someone of the same race 
and the things that they say. You never fucking hear it. The only time you hear that shit is with black people, especially in black America. Now I get it. We all human. We're not going to think the same way. We're not going to feel the same way. We're going to have different opinions. That's what makes us individuals. But in us being individuals, we still need to realize that we are one. So when none of you niggas can get on the same page about fundamental shit, it just makes us look fucking stupid time and time and time again. Let me tell you something. A nigga could go out there and shoot somebody. If I'm in a room full of white people, he ain't do it. God damn it. Free that nigga. Free the guys. <laughs> this is just what it is. You got to ride for the home team, bro. And, and these niggas don't be riding sometimes, man. And that's the shit that pisses me off more than anything. It ain't about your difference of opinion. Keep that shit in-house. But when you out in the forefront speaking... Don't denounce other black people because then what you do is you empower people to just undermine whatever the fuck we're talking about. All it takes is one. You know that, right? It takes one person. Just like I said before, if, if somebody... If a real staunch conservative that doesn't have much experience with, with um, other black people or people of other races is sitting home eating his dinner and he's listening to Kaepernick and watching Kaepernick and thinking to himself like, man, you know, maybe this is wrong. Maybe, you know, we should take a step back and, and think about things. <sighs> Out comes Jason Whitlock. House nigga extraordinaire. Out comes Damian Woody. Super house nigga. Out comes Candace Owens. And that fucking, that faggot from Milwaukee that wears the Ranger Rick hat on Fox News. And basically gets up there and says he hates black people. That motherfucker. Here they come. Here they fucking come. And it only takes one. All the time. You have a million niggas crying. Complaining. This is wrong. And then you got that one punk ass nigga that comes out and goes, I've never been affected by racism in my life. So then what do the white people do? See that? He's black. He said it ain't no problem. Fuck that. I don't worry about it no more. And that's my problem with a motherfucker like Damian Woody. I hate that nigga. I'm tired of seeing his big dumb country ass on the fucking TV. Easy to get rid of that motherfucker. Trigger that shit. Anyway. Now that we're off all of that political bullshit, we gotta actually talk about some real shit. And let's talk about the most fraudulent team in the NFL, and that's the Dallas Cowboys. Get dumb, dumb. I'm done with them. I was never, I never was, I'm not gonna say I was never a Cowboy fan. But I really wasn't. I never disliked the Cowboys, but I didn't fucking care. They always on TV. They always on TV. People always talking about them. I don't think that there are more Cowboy fans than there are Steeler fans. I don't believe that there are. Honestly, I just don't. I think the Steelers have the biggest fan base in the NFL. I think they do. If no one cared about Dallas, no one would care about Dallas. They're like the New York Knicks of football. We talk about them, 
we want them to be good because I guess it's good for the league and, you know, they got star power and they, they play in the big market. New York is a basketball city. Texas is a football state. All of that good stuff. But nobody cares. Just like I said before, they play in one of the shittiest conferences in the NFL. Okay? The Eagles suck. The Redskins suck. The Giants suck. And the Cowboys are 6-5. and five, And they have a fucking stranglehold on that division right now. They're going to go to the playoffs. I think Jason Garrett is a good coach. I think Tony Romo wasted his best years and his best opportunities because Tony Romo was Mr. Bingo himself. And Dallas doesn't, they, they don't necessarily suck, but we just overrate them every year for, for only God knows why. They're not tough. They're not built tough like New England. They're a freaking in, they're indoor team from the South. They're not winning no game outside in Boston in these, in, at the end of November. What the fuck were y'all thinking? What are you thinking? Amari Cooper was cold. He wasn't hurt. That nigga was cold. It was raining. He wanted to go home. That's what it looked like to me. Dallas ain't shit. I'm tired of talking about them. Whoever they play in the playoffs, they're probably going to lose. Like, if, if realistically, who really thinks Dallas is going to go past the second round? You might get out the wild card based on whoever you play. If you got to play Minnesota, I don't think you're going to get out. They'll probably beat you again. But after the wild card game, who the fuck are they going to beat? You expect them to beat San Francisco? You expect them to go to San Francisco and beat that defense that just violated Aaron Rodgers? You expect that? I don't. I, I don't think that they can beat Seattle. I think they beat Seattle this year, but who cares? I don't think they're beating Seattle again. They're not beating them twice. You're not going to Seattle and beating them. Dallas ain't shit. So, fuck Dallas. I'm done talking about them. They they lose to everybody with a good record. Dallas ain't shit, man. Excuse me. Excuse me. Dak Prescott, he's okay. Overpublicized because he plays for that team. I think he's good. I think he's going to get paid. And Dallas is just going to be Dallas. Mediocre in a bad conference, as usual. You got the Eagles got a fucking Super Bowl before y'all. Come on, man. Come on, man. Lamar Jackson. We all saw Lamar Jackson last night. <sighs> now, this is where people call me a hater. I'm a hater. You're a hater. Because I'm not a prisoner of the moment. Because I don't hop on the bandwagon and go overreact to everything that I saw happen yesterday. Lamar Jackson is nasty. The shit that he's doing is entertaining. It's great. I mean, like, damn, son. You looking at this dude and you like, yo, they're damn near unstoppable. Y'all realize a guy named Michael Vick played in the NFL at one point, right? Do you remember him? But he was doing the exact same shit 15 years ago? 
You, did you forget? Because I saw Mike Vick do a lot of the same shit. A guy that I never liked, RG3. D do you remember him? You remember him doing the exact same shit in Washington when he won Rookie of the Year? Or how about Vince Young when he did the same shit? This nigga's doing this. This ain't new. This is not fucking new. This is not revolutionary. This ain't no who. They, they, they're, they're building around him and they're making the offense to fit who he is. That's what somebody fucking smart does. That's what somebody smart does. If I know that you're not good at math, why am I going to put calculus in front of you? Does that make sense? It doesn't make sense, right? If you go back to early in Michael Vick's career, who was his coach? Dan Reeves. Dan Reeves, before him, he had another quarterback named Chandler. Can't remember the dude's first name. The shit that he was doing with Chandler, he realized that Mike Vick probably wasn't going to be as good at the stuff that Chandler was doing. So what did he do? He changed things to tailor it around Mike Vick so that Mike Vick could be successful. You work with what you're giving. So this this whole thing like, oh, huh, huh, no, this shit has been done already. What fucked Mike Vick career up is when Jim Moore Jr. came in and said, I'm going to turn Mike Vick into a pocket passer. No, you fucking idiot. You don't do that. When nigga's good at something, you let him do what he's good at. Now, while I like Jim Lamar Jackson, you gotta love how humble he is. He don't OD on the celebrations. He dismisses and he prays. He's doing everything right. He says all the right things the correct way. But yo, he is the latest version of Mike Vick. That's all he is. Playing on a better team than Deshaun Watson who can do a lot of the same things that he can do. Last year, y'all was slobbing off Pat Mahomes acting like you never seen a nigga throw the ball before. What? Everybody throws the ball well under Andy Reid. So while it may look like I'm hating, it may sound like I'm not hating, bro. I'm just saying pump the fucking brakes, man. We have seen this before. This is not new. Every couple years, a quarterback comes in, a dual threat quarterback comes in, and he kills it. I think Kaepernick is the only person to like throw for 300 and rush for 100 in the game. Did we forget that that shit happened? You niggas acting like this is the best fucking performance you ever seen on a Monday night. Remember a couple years ago when Mike Vick was playing for the Eagles? This is the best shit I've ever seen on a Monday night. So nigga, just because... It's next month, so next Monday, if we see some shit, it's gonna be the best thing we ever seen on a Monday night. I'm um, stop, man. Everybody just pump the brakes. Is the kid the MVP right now? All day, he's the MVP. He looks like the best player in the league. But yo, he's playing on a very good team, a exceptionally well coached team. An organization with a lot of continuity and stability. Baltimore is never trash. I'm sorry, Baltimore. Never trash. They're never trash. They're, Baltimore is never 
bad. They always have something going on over there. Now, the only thing we're looking at is can they sustain it? All he needs is one chip. That's all he needs. But we need to calm down. Calm down, everybody. We saw Mike Vick. We saw RG3. We saw Cap. We saw early Cam Newton. We have seen this. Dante Culpepper, one of my favorite quarterbacks from back in the day, he could run. Donovan McNabb used to be able to run. Randall Cunningham ran. Warren Moon ran. All of these niggas ran. In today's league, where everything is centered around the quarterback, where you can't hit, you can't touch the receiver, you can't do this, you can't do that, they're going to put up more gaudy numbers. That's just what's going to happen. They have fixed the game to make the statistics inflated. So with that, you can't really let your eyes deceive you the way that they have been. The dude is nice. But let's not act like the game ain't tailor-made for the quarterback to be able to do whatever they want unscathed. That's for the Rams. Oh, my God. Shit. That shit looked bad yesterday. You cannot have... They can't be chanting MVP for the other team, man. That was bad. Like, how did y'all just get shellacked like that? Remember? Sean McVay. The whiz kid. The quarterback whisperer. All these geniuses. They don't look that smart right now. They don't look that smart. You look like the third best coach in your own division. Even though last year you was the smartest nigga in the world. You look like the third best coach in your own division. Your quarterback looks like an overpaid pussy that can't do nothing. Todd Gurley looked like he was running with two cinder blocks on his feet. Brandon Cooks, I heard he about to retire. Your defense, which is supposed to be one of the better defenses in the league, which was actually what was sustaining you this year, they got violated yesterday. Jalen Ramsey, who did he stop? He stopped nothing. That shit was bad for the Rams yesterday. I don't know what they're going to do. I don't think they're going to make the playoffs. I don't. And even if they do, I don't think they're going to beat nobody. Which is why I say once again, we need to stop being prisoners of the moment. Everybody was ready to anoint them the, the best team for the next 10 years. You went and you gave, you extended golf and made him the highest paid quarterback in the history of the NFL. And that nigga didn't do nothing yesterday. That's what I'm saying, man. You need to stop being a prisoner of the moment. I be looking at shit. I see it. I got to see more. I got to see you do it for a while. So, when my, so like when Michael Jordan says, yo, Steph Curry's not a Hall of Famer yet. He's not. He's not. Does he have three chips? Yes. Is he a great shooter? Absolutely. All-star games, all-NBA teams? Absolutely. But, yo... You have to sustain greatness. You can't be good for three years, four years, and act like that's enough. No, that's not enough. You got to do this shit for a decade. For me to respect it, at least. I appreciate what I see in the present. I enjoy it. I'm entertained by it. But 
I'm, I don't jump out the window and act like it's the best thing that I've ever seen. Lamar Jackson has had some fantastic runs. But I've seen Mike Vick do shit that... I've seen some Mike Vick highlights in real time that are better than anything I've seen Lamar Jackson do this year. So what are we talking about? What he is, is a bit more polished of a passer. But we knew that from the jump. He's a passer that he is somebody who... He's a passer that can run, not a runner that can pass. So, even though he didn't put up a whole bunch of yards last night, he still had five passing touchdowns. He didn't need to. That running game is crazy. That little tight end set they coming out in, Mark Ingram. We knew Mark Ingram. He was a great running back in um, New Orleans. He was a great running back in college. He's a great running back. They have a great running back. A great running back. They have a great running game. So, if you have a good running game in the NFL, you'll always be fine. So once again, I like the Ravens, but let's calm down. Is Lamar Jackson the MVP right now? A hundred thousand percent. But let's calm down. Still on the NFL. I ain't done with the NFL yet. Because you know, you know, I love me some football. So I'm a house nigga for liking football. Because I'm both still a cap. I don't even like the game as much as me. Anyway, Patriots, still the number one team in the league. I will not believe it until they lose. I just won't believe it. The system, their defense, the referees being in their pocket, they be cheating, they get convenient flags. I'm not betting against them because on third and long, you can call any penalty you want and give Tom Brady a first and ten. And they do it. They do it often. So, anyone who's betting against New England or saying New England's not the best team in the league, you're kidding yourself. Number two is obviously the Ravens. Lamar Jackson. Defense is great. Coaching. Run game. And they beat good teams. They're not just beating up on trash teams. They beat good teams. They beat the Patriots. I still don't think they're a better team than the Patriots, though. I got to see it to believe it. Three to Niners. Because they just violated the Packers, who was supposed to be a good team. They 10-1. I mean, that has to be respected. They had a good defense. But Green Bay's soft. I told you Green Bay's D was sus. I told you Garoppolo wasn't that great, but he still made Green Bay's defense look crazy. He will throw bingos in big moments. And... Again, San Francisco's been trash for a couple of years now. They got to prove that they're going to be good in the playoffs for me to believe it. Before I got Seattle. I got Seattle because y'all lost to San Francisco. You're playing the same division and their defense is a little bit better. But Russell Wilson, he just, that's another dude who gets it done. He just, he just gets it done. He gets it done with guys that you don't even know who they are. Who's the running back for the Hawks, for the Seahawks? What's his name, Carson, I think. Who's their number one receiver? All we know about Seattle is Russell Wilson, Pete Carroll, and they win. And that Pete Carroll made the worst call in the history of football. But they're still a good team. He's still a good coach. And they're number four. Five got the Saints. I don't know what's up with the Saints. Something about them don't look right. They just look like they're winning because they're playing against teams that suck. 
Like, you keep playing Atlanta and you keep playing the Bucks and you keep playing the Panthers. Like, I mean, you're playing three trash teams constantly. So it's like, I, I mean, you're going to win. Drew Brees, he's looking like he's getting healthier. Kamara, I think Kamara came back. You know, as long as he's there, Sean Payton, elite coaching, you know, but there to be respected, number five. They're always going to be relevant. Another organization that's just never trash. They're never trash. So you always got to respect the Saints. Number six, I got the Texans. I still believe in Deshaun Watson. I still think Deshaun Watson is um that dude. I think that game against the Ravens was an aberration, like they like to call it. If they had to do it again, it wouldn't happen the exact same way. Not even close. So, and they're on top of their division right now. And the losses that they have taken, with the exception of the Ravens' loss, have been some tough losses. So, and plus, Deshaun Watson's smart. He's like an elite game manager that can do explosive shit. He's not gonna. He's not gonna mess up. He's not gonna do nothing dumb. And he's capable of doing great things. That's why I love Deshaun Watson, because he's smart. He's like, he's he's just a smart. Game, he's an elite game manager, if that even makes sense. But their defense is sus. J.J. Watt's always hurt. Jadavian Clowney's gone. So your two best defensive players are gone in the same year. And, you know, one way or the other, they're going to get outcoached because their coaches are nobody. And, like, they're just going to get outcoached. So I don't really see the Texans going nowhere. But I still think they're the sixth best team in the league. Minnesota, number seven. They got the best running back in football. And they got a top ten receiver. Stephon Diggs is a top ten receiver. Arguably the top five receiver. Dalvin Cook is the best running back in football. They'll go nowhere because of Kirk Cousins. He will throw bingos when it matters. He will get sacked when it matters. He will fuck up when it matters. That's Kirk Cousins. So, I just don't see them... Beating San Francisco. I don't see them beating San Francisco. I just don't. Or, um... What else plays in the goddamn NFC? I don't, I don't see them beating no elite NFC team. They're not beating them. They're not beating Seattle. They're not beating San Fran. They can't even beat Green Bay. So, I don't care. But they're still better than Green Bay. Even though they can't beat them. I mean, Green Bay is the only... The only reason I have them in my eighth team is because of their record alone. That makes them relevant. No more excuses for Aaron Rodgers, the most talented quarterback we've ever seen. The greatest thrower of the football. What happened to all of that against the Niners? What happened, bro? Nigga had like 100 yards. What happened? You the most talented quarterback to ever play the game. The greatest thrower of the football. Nigga, you got 100 yards. Devontae Adams is a big-time receiver. You got your big-time receiver. You got a big-time tight end. You got a good defense. You finally got a good running back. You don't have a wide receiver playing running back. All right? There's no more excuses for Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, he can beat the shit out of Chicago and Detroit and Minnesota. But two times you went to the West Coast and two times you got your ass bust. Chargers, who ain't going nowhere, bust your ass. And then get your ass bust by the 49ers. So I'm not real. When teams get blown out... That's what makes me put them down on the list. Like, you can't be that good getting blown out. The Patriots don't get blown out. The Ravens, Seattle, the Saints, 
Those type of organizations never get blown out of games. That's why I don't trust Green Bay. And although I think Aaron Rodgers is elite, although I think he's going to the Hall of Fame if he continues doing what he's doing, I've never subscribed to him being the greatest thrower of the football, the most talented quarterback we've ever seen. No. He's good. But he ain't, he ain't the best ever. Like, And look how quickly they hail you and nail you. Past couple years, all they did was slob off Aaron Rodgers day after day. You slobbing him off. They don't even talk about that nigga no more. What the fuck happened? I wonder. People love calling me a hater when I say shit. But it's like I say shit and then it happens. And then no one ever calls me and goes, hey, Jay, you know you're right. No one ever says that. But it's all right. I ain't looking for no pass on the back. Chiefs number nine. I think Mahomes is a special player. He got a Hall of Fame coach and Andy Reid is always in the mix. But the defense is suspect. And as much as I love Andy Reid, we know where Andy Reid's ceiling goes. And that's the conference championship. <laughs> he, just, he just don't get no further. He just doesn't get any further. Andy Reid off a bye. Andy Reid. Andy Reid. Great coach, man. I like Andy Reid. I don't even know the guy. But he looks like somebody that I actually would like as a person. But we know that Andy Reid goes no further than the conference championship game. We know that. And the Chiefs ain't going nowhere this year. So, they just out there playing to play. Number 10, I got the Bills. I mean, they're 8-3. At some point, we got to respect them, but <laughs> the Buffalo Bills, man. Nobody cares. Who's their quarterback? What's his name? Rosen, Allen, Josh, something. Some guy. Fuck is he? They got a good defense. That's about it. Nobody cares about the Bills. They're not beating. I, I don't think they're beating nobody. Because they're going to have to go on the road in a wild card game. And if... So... Are they going to go to Houston and beat the Texans? Because that's the wild card team. Or are they going to go to Kansas City and beat the Chiefs? Buffalo hasn't been a relevant franchise. The last time I remember Buffalo being a team that anyone cared about, Doug Flutie had his own cereal. And I'm not even trying to be funny. I'm just being honest, bro. Like, think about the Buffalo Bills. Nigga, the last person I remember for them <laughs> when they were like an exciting team was Doug Flutie. That's it. Buffalo's trash. But they ain't three. So you got to respect them and put in their top ten. Week 13, I got the Bears and the Lions. Bears and the Lions. That's a pick em game, man. It's a bum battle. Much like the Giants and the Jets the other day. Who, who cares? Who cares? Trubisky's trash. Stafford's a walking turnover that's injured and he's not even playing. So who plays quarterback for Detroit? Nobody knows. Nobody cares. And whoever wins that game, it means absolutely nothing. Neither one of them are going to the playoffs. Neither one of them is doing anything relevant. I think I got the Bills over the Cowboys, man. That's my that's my upset. I got three upsets. I got the Bills over the Cowboys. I think the Bills' defense is great. And I think the Bills are going to make going 
to Dallas on Thanksgiving to make a statement game. They're trying to announce themselves to the rest of the league, to, to America, and be like, yo, we're a good team. So I got the Bills over the Cowboys. And if the Bills beat the Cowboys, Jason Garrett is finished. He's done. I don't know who's going to coach that team, but he's done. He's been the coach for way too long anyway, and they ain't never do shit. Like, I mean, it's like, come on, man. Get rid of the guy already. Like, they're not going anywhere. He's not as bad as Jeff Fisher, but shit, man. Like, come on. You, you don't win. You never win. Like, at all. You don't win. So you got to go. You got to go. If they lose. Saints over the Falcons, even though the Falcons is playing hard right now. And they could possibly beat the Saints, but I expect the Saints to just continue to control that division. Close to another W. I got the Colts over the Titans. Tannehill is playing good. Derrick Henry's my fantasy running back, and I love that man because he single-handedly won me the game this past week. But I think Jacoby Brissett is underrated. And I think the Colts have a, a good team. And they're well coached. And I think they're going to beat them. I think they're going to beat the Titans in a division game. I just think they're going to win. I got the Rams. Oh, I got the Ravens over the 49ers. Now, I'm simply picking the Ravens because there's just, well, like, I'm not betting against them no more. I'm not betting against them. I, I, I tried to, I played myself two weeks ago and I took the Ra- I took um the Texans over the Ravens and I look like an idiot because that shit wasn't even close. So I'm not going to do that again. However, the 49ers defense is great. But we did see, what's the nigga name? Um, Russell Wilson, but Russell Wilson didn't even do shit. They scored a lot of defensive touchdowns. So even with that being said, with the Ravens have a good defense. So with the Ravens having a good defense and Garoppolo susceptible to turning the ball over, I think the Ravens are going to win a close, more defensive struggle. If Lamar Jackson comes out and they just blow him out the water like they did the past two weeks, I'm going to be shocked. And then San Francisco will officially be fool's goal. Because you if you're a good team, you can't get blown out. Good teams do not get blown out in the NFL. It just doesn't happen. Jets over the Bengals. I haven't said nothing about the Jets because they're winning. They won their past three games, albeit against pretty crap-ass teams. Who they beat? They beat um. Beat the Giants. They beat the Redskins. The Raiders win was a shocker. I think the Raiders had more of a letdown than the Jets had a great game. Just to be honest with you. I feel like the Raiders came to the... I think the Raiders just had a bad game. I think they came into that game thinking the Jets is trash and it was going to run over them. And the Jets came out and played with pride. So, I think that's really what happened. So... The Jets is winning. I expect them to beat the Bengals, but in classic Jet fashion. This is the type of game that they lose. A game that they're supposed to win. So, I don't know, man. Uh, But I'm still taking the Jets. I'm going with the home team. Got the Browns over the Steelers. The Browns just are more talented than the Steelers are. Like, do you think your third string quarterback is going to be better than the second string quarterback? I I don't know. Like, it's going to be interesting to see that game. I mean, Mason Rudolph ain't playing. Neither is Miles Garrett. So, 
none of them dudes out there should really have any real animosity towards each other. Um, Cleveland's just more talented than the Steelers, so I think the Steelers is going to win. But Mike Tomlin is a great coach. So I think schematically he'll make some changes and he might end up out coaching the Browns to the point where the Steelers win a close game. Got the Dolphins over the Eagles. The Dolphins, is, that's an upset. The Dolphins is playing hard. Um, they gave the they gave the Browns all they could handle, and the Eagles is up and down. They're suspect, man. They're just suspect. You don't know what you're gonna get week to week with that team. Some weeks they look amazing. Other weeks they look like they're just a, a middle of the road team. So I don't got no faith in the Eagles, even though that's one of my favorite teams. I think the Dolphins is gonna beat them. I got the Panthers over the Skins because they suck. The Skins suck. The Redskins suck. Dwayne Haskins, my nigga, you took a selfie during the game, cuz? What the fuck are you doing? You took a selfie during the game because you won 19 to 16? Come on, man. You got to do better than that, bro. You look like a real freaking loser. 19 points. How did you even get 19 points? How did that happen? It's like when niggas score 11 and shit. Like, no. So, I believe Christian McCaffrey will go run all over them bastards. The skins is trash. Packers over the Giants because the Giants, they can't play defense at all. I don't think Daniel Jones is good. And this is the type of game that Aaron Rodgers is supposed to win. And I think the Packers will beat the beat the Giants. Fairly easy, honestly. I got the Bucks over the Jags. Even though Jameis Winston is a walking turnover that I, I previously stated, I'm done with him. He's leading the league in yards and touchdowns and all that shit. But it comes back to what I was saying before. The game is tailor-made for the quarterback these days. So if the game is tailor-made for the quarterback these days, he's going to put up big numbers on a losing team. That's just what's happening. But... I still think the Bucks are better than the than the Jags. I, I just think they are. Even though Nick Foles is a good quarterback and Fournette's been playing well, I I still think the Bucks the Bucks gonna win that game. I got the Cardinals over the Rams. Kyler Murray's been looking good. Kyler Murray's been looking like I was I was wrong about him. I didn't think he could do it. He's doing it. And Jared Goff looks like. A little pretty boy, bitch-ass nigga who is not that good. And that's just what he looks like. That's that's what he's looking like this year, man. They showed in his last 11 games. The man has 18 touchdowns and 20 picks. That's not elite. That's not highest-paid quarterback in NFL history type shit. So, I don't know about the Rams no more. I think they're going to lose to the Cardinals. Second time in the division. Upset game. Raiders beat the Chiefs. The Chiefs can't play defense. And the Raiders are going to be pissed that they lost to the Jets. So, I think the Raiders are going to beat the Chiefs. Chargers over the Broncos. Nobody fucking cares. Texans over the Pats. Upset. I don't know why I'm such a Deshaun Watson fan, son. I don't know why. Maybe it's maybe I'm gassed off of Clemson highlights or watching them at Clemson, but I'm still a Deshaun Watson fan. I feel like the pa- the Patriots are not scoring points. 
Like, you can't continue to win not scoring. Like, yo, at some point, somebody's going to outscore them. Somebody. Like, so, I kind of think the Texans should beat them. Because I don't think... I think the Patriots have a special receiver. And how, I mean, um, the Texans got a special receiver in D-Hop. D-Hop could go over the top on them. I I got the Texans in the upset. I got to pick an upset. I'm picking the Texans. And then I got the Vikings over the Seahawks. I wouldn't pick the Vikings over the Seahawks in a playoff game. But in a regular season game, yeah, I'm going to pick them. I think the Vikings just got more talent at running back and receiver. And defensively, they had enough to beat Seattle in a close game. I would never pick the Vikings over the Seahawks in the playoffs. But for a regular season game, week 13, I'm going to pick the Vikings. <sighs> My favorite topic, really, the NBA. That's why I feel like I'll be knowing shit. Now, I have to... One thing about... Me, at least. And I think that's just one thing. And, you know, being a reasonable, decent person, you have to be able to admit when you were wrong about something or you judged something too quickly. So, we all know that I've been extremely critical of James Harden. Super critical. Super Said his game was ugly. I hate watching him go to the free throw line a million times. He's inefficient. He don't play no defense. Yada, 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 yada. The nigga is averaging 37 points a game this year. He looks like he might average 40. You cannot guard him one-on-one on the perimeter. He is going to dribble 50 times, step back, and hit that tray ball. That's what he does. That is something that we can safely say we've never seen in the league before. That. I I don't know. I don't like the style. I, I'm not a fan of the style, but it works. It's effective. And he is 10 times more efficient this year than he was last year. But at the end of the day, he still plays for an overrated bum-ass head coach who don't win nothing, who doesn't coach defense at all. And if you can't stop anybody, you can't win. That's the bottom line. They don't get stops. Everybody goes and scores 120 points on Houston every single night. And they might score 130, but, like, no. the Houston's going nowhere. And I am a big-time Russell Westbrook fan. And... Contrary to what people may think, even though I'm critical, <coughs> even though I'd be criticizing Harden, I'm a big James Harden fan. I like James Harden. But I had to ask myself a real question. With them being the fifth seed in the West right now, they got Dallas, um, I believe Dallas, the Clippers, the Nuggets, and the Lakers all over them. Can they realistically beat any of those teams in a seven-game series? Can you point to any time in Harden or Westbrook's career and you can say Harden is clutch, Westbrook is a clutch player? And I like them both a lot. But what point, but where can you point to them being that, which they're going to need to be in order to beat one of those four teams? I don't know. 
I think they're going to get bounced in the first round, be honest. Because if they keep this shit up the way that they're playing right now, they got to play the Clippers in the first round. They're going to get bounced in the first round by Paul George and Kawhi and Doc Rivers, who's 10 times the coach Mike D'Antoni ever dreamed of being. So, I don't know. But, I, but I'm apologizing because I was mad critical of Harden. I was calling this game ugly and the whole shit. But, you know, I've been watching it this year. And it's, it's, I think if you accept, sometimes you have to accept things for what it is in order to fully appreciate it. And that's pretty much what's happened with me and the whole James Harden shit. I'm just accepting it for what it is. So I can appreciate what it is because I'm not expecting anything else. Now, do I not look like, I'm not going to sound like the smartest nigga in the world. But didn't I tell you Kyrie Irving was a one-man overrated dribbling circus who don't make nobody better? Didn't I tell y'all this? Didn't I say this? The Nets have been winning since Kyrie has been hurt. Hurt. In quotations, hurt, hurt. He's always fucking hurt. When is Kyrie not hurt? When is he not fucking hurt? He's always hurt. He got the. He was hurt at Duke. He was hurt in Cleveland, multiple times. He goes to Boston. He's hurt. We haven't even had this season has been underway for one month and he's hurt already. He's always hurt. He's always hurt, and just like I said. He's a one-man dribbling circus that don't make nobody better. Look at Boston. They are playing 10. Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum look like they're going to be all-stars and superstars in this league because they don't have Kyrie Irving fucking up the program and the chemistry, dribbling in circles while he takes 27 stupid shots. Now, he makes some tough Terrible shots. And when I'm critical of somebody or I'm saying something about them, it doesn't necessarily mean that I don't like him as a player because I like Kyrie Irving. He's fun to watch. But I could imagine he must be a headache to play with. Like, yo, I don't care what you think you are, who you think you are. The point guard is not supposed to be taking 30 shots a game. That is not the way it is supposed to go. I don't know what's going to change with Kyrie and Kevin Durant because Kevin Durant is not LeBron James. LeBron James is more of a floor general than Kevin Durant ever Will ever be. Kevin Durant is a pure scorer. Excuse me. I'm not saying he's not a leader. But he's a pure scorer. He's not. He isn't a. On demand dominant rebound. Rebounder. Or passer the way LeBron is. Or on demand dominant defender the way LeBron is. He's just not. So with that being said. All of those things. Helped Kyrie out. But KD ain't ain't LeBron. So I want to see how the two of them are going to mesh. I mean, you know, playing in the Olympics 
and shit is a whole lot different than playing in the NBA season. And they played well together in the Olympics. And Kyrie normally plays well on those Olympic World Championship teams. He's a great player. I'm not undermining him. I'm not saying that he's not a great player. I'm just saying the point that I was always trying to make is that Kyrie cannot be the best player on a team. He can't. If he's your best player, your team is going nowhere. They're just not. And that's why I'm happy the Knicks didn't get him. Even though the Knicks are trash and, like, they're just trash, I'm, I'm happy the Knicks are not handcuffed for the next three years to Kyrie Irving. Because if Kevin Durant wasn't going to be there next year, I bet you he would leave or say or find some reason why he's not happy in Brooklyn and the whole shit. So, I hate to be right about shit like that. I, I hate to be right, but I'm right. And, and Kyrie's getting exposed. He's getting exposed by Boston and playing so well. And he's getting exposed by Brooklyn playing well. He's just getting exposed for being a selfish guy. Ky- matter, as a matter of fact, Kyrie is exactly what y'all accuse Melo of. He's an isolation scorer that doesn't make his teammates better. Well, Melo's a freaking forward. He's supposed to score. Kyrie's a point guard. He's supposed to make people better. He's supposed to pass. He's supposed to facilitate. Your forwards score and rebound. Your guards facilitate. That's what it's supposed to be. So the same shit that y'all was saying, what Melo is, that's pretty much what Kyrie is. You know, I have a hard time with... um. The whole Kawhi load management shit. That is something that we can safely say we've never seen before. At this point, it's between Kawhi Leonard, God, and the Clippers if he's really hurt. Or if he just worked a deal out with them to be like, yo, there's 82 games in the season, I'm going to play 66. And if he did, more power to him. Shit. I would like to go and get a job somewhere and tell them, like, okay, there's 12 months in a year. I'm taking about two of them off, okay? And I want to get paid. Thank you. I can't be mad at him. I can't. Like, what are we going to do? And that's the thing. What if he really is hurt? If he's really hurt, I'd rather have him a little bit playing at a high level than not to have him at all. Because if he goes out there and he forces himself and forces himself and forces himself and he shatters his knee. Oh man, Kawhi Leonard could have been such a great player. And then you hear all of this sympathy and prayers up for Kawhi and all of this stuff. But if he's managing his his injury to the point where he can come in and be effective 75% of the season... Then, then, then I'm I'm all for it, man. You know, I want to see these guys have as long a career as they possibly can. You know what I'm saying? I don't really, I I'm not a fan of the whole load management shit. If he's not hurt and he's just doing it because he can do it, then that's pretty fucked up. Because, you know, the basketball that I love, them dudes get out there and they play every day because they love playing. But if he's hurt for real. And he, or what he's trying to do is preserve himself. Then, 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 then that's good. Then I can understand that. 
Because as much as we want to see him right now, yo, April is not that far away. It's really not. April's, the, like, the, the year is over in, in four weeks, six weeks. In six weeks, the year is about to be over. The whole year. So what is four months? Do you really think April's that far away? April is not that far away at all. So if we get Kawhi for April, May, and June, I'm good with that. I'm good with that. Because why risk it all for, uh, you know, a December 1st game? You don't want to do that. But at the same time, Cats want to see him play. So it's, it's, it's tough. It's tough. I'm not gonna. I'm never gonna talk about him load management and none of that shit again. Because once again, if he hurt, he hurt. None of us is walking in his body. We do not know how he feels. So I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna get on Kawhi about nothing. So now, I have to pull out the hate train. hate train I'm calling it the hate train not because I'm a hater but because y'all think I'm a hater here comes the hate train no that's not it I'm, I'm, I'm gonna get it though I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get the train sound get the train sound where's the train sound at come on man load up fuck it forget it I'm pulling out the hate train man Number one on the hate train is going to be Luka Doncic. I, I, I hate to do it. I hate to say it. it, it trust me, I don't even, even want to do this, but you have to call a spade a spade. We have to bring light to what is real, and we have to put certain things in perspective. Luka Doncic is playing out of his mind. He's 20 years old, averaging a triple-double, scoring 30 points, la, 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 la. Yo, Luka's nasty. His talent is undeniable. You can't get out there and do what he's doing without being nice. But in today's NBA, nobody plays defense. Nobody plays defense at all. And we're in the era where every Tom, Dick, and Harry gets a triple-double nowadays. Triple-doubles used to be a coveted thing. When you would see Jason Kidd get 10-10-10, you would be like, damn, son. This nigga got 10 boards, 10 assists, and 10 points. He did it all out there. Triple-doubles happen on a nightly basis now for everybody. Russell Westbrook averaged a triple-double for two seasons. In 2014, Lance Stevenson had five triple-doubles, and he led the league in triple-doubles. That was five years ago. And now, niggas get a triple-double every night. Niggas average a triple-double. Much like the NFL has tailor-made the game to give the quarterback and the wide receiver every single advantage, which is why we see inflated stats the game has incorporated a lot of speed up, um, not, no defense, little pussy foul call bullshit that leads to inflated stats. 
And let's be honest. Some of the rebounds that he's grabbing, his teammates are allowing him to grab those rebounds, just like Steven Adams used to allow Russell Westbrook to grab some rebounds to put his stats up. The scoring, I can't really be mad at that, but again, because that he got a, he got a step back dribble move too. That's crazy. But the reason I'm not gonna jump out the window with Luka Doncic is because Russell Westbrook just finished averaging a triple double twice. So with him doing that, that's showing you the way the league is going. And the league is now more susceptible to niggas putting up big time numbers. Like, like I was I was arguing with somebody the other day, and they was trying to tell me Steph Curry's the greatest shooter of all time. I said, yeah, Steph Curry's a great shooter, but I don't think he's the greatest shooter of all time. I think Ray Allen is the greatest shooter of all time. Ah, what are you talking about? Klay Thompson's a better shooter than Ray Allen. How? Buddy Heal took 21 threes last night. 21 three-point shots were taken by one man in the NBA game. And he plays for the Sacramento Kings, who nobody watches. He took 21 threes. He hit 11, so he shot a little better than 50%. But he took 21 three-pointers. It's a completely different game, man. So when we're grading things, we have to grade it based on what today's game will allow and what's really like efficient and actual good basketball. So when you tell me Buddy Hill hit 11 threes in a game and he took 21 threes, do you think that George Carl would have sat there and watched Ray Allen put up 20 threes in Milwaukee? Or Larry Brown or Larry Bird or Rick Carlisle would have sat there and watched Reggie Miller put up 21 threes? Come on, man. That's what I'm talking about, putting shit in perspective and not being a prisoner of the moment. You got to understand the trends and the way certain things are going. So I'm not ready to overrate these niggas based on inflation. I'm just not. I think Luca's a beast and a record is showing that Luca's a beast. But nowadays, statistics, man, they're just so empty and meaningless like, the statistics don't mean shit. For Luka, it means something because they're winning. They're a top four seed. No one expected Dallas to be a top four seed this year. But one of the reasons that happened is because the Spurs are falling apart in front of our eyes. And Portland is not playing up to their normal standard. So that has left two slots open in the West for two perennial teams that don't look like they're going anywhere right now. Um, But yeah, so I'm not really hating on Luka, but if you look at the NBA right now, man, the Milwaukee Bucks are averaging 120 points a night. The average score in the league right now is 110 points. Nobody's playing defense. Everyone is chucking up threes, and it's just like, I, like it, it, it's it's bad. It's this. It's sad, bro. Like when you watch 
These guys put absolutely no effort out on defense at all. There is nothing called defense, which is why I never understood why everybody was on Melo's back about defense. Did you see P.J. Tucker, the defender, getting dragged all over the court by Luka the other day? They don't play no defense, man. The Mavericks dropped a buck 45 on Houston. What defense? Stop telling me about defense. Stop talking about Melo's ability on the defensive end. Nobody plays defense. Nobody. Nobody. Speaking of nobody playing defense, who has gotten exposed this year? (sighs) I always preface my comments about this guy as saying he is an extremely hardworking overachiever with intangibles and heart and desire and passion and IQ and all of that good stuff. But Draymond Green is being exposed. He's getting exposed. Durant wasn't on the floor in the finals and he got his Ass bust by Siakam. Got his ass bust. He got his ass bust. Clay went out. Draymond Green, step up. Score. Help us. Do something. Incapable. Warriors are trash this year. Draymond Green's conveniently here. Nigga, you ain't hurt. You not hurt. Draymond Green's not hurt. He's just getting exposed, man. I told y'all people, you know, I think it, I don't remember what the name of it, what his name was, but there was one of these damn um, stupid ass broadcast. I don't know how they be giving these, some of these people jobs. I don't know how they get jobs, but some dumb fuck that was on ESPN radio. And I remember I was, I had a driving job and I had called, I had called in because he was talking about Draymond Green. And I said, I said, yo, is, what, what's like, are you, are you media people? Like, what are you, what game are you watching? When you make the All-NBA third team and you put Draymond Green on the third team and you leave off LaMarcus Aldridge, Paul Millsap, Gordon Hayward, Paul George, and Carmelo Anthony, you're just a prisoner of the moment. I said, Paul Millsap is a better player than Draymond Green. The guy hung up the phone on me and goes, yeah, you missed the boat on that one. Draymond's a great player. Is he? Is he? Where's all that defense? Where's all that defense? Mike Conley, Donovan Mitchell, Ingles, all of them could go out for Utah tomorrow. And guess what? Nobody's going into Utah and violating Rudy Gobert. Nobody. Nobody. When you play for the team that scores the most points, how are you the best defender? I'm, I've never been able to wrap my head around that. How are we calling this guy the best defender in the league when his team has the best offense? How? They play zone. He plays his role exceptionally well. But that's what he is. He's an exceptional role player, not an all-star, not an Olympian, not an all-NBA team player. He's not. At one point, they had rated Draymond Green as a top 20 NBA player. There's 30 teams in the league. That means he would have to be 
One, he would have to be the best player on one of the 20 teams to be a top 20 player. That's what I'm be talking about with this prisoner of the moment shit, man. I don't never look at something on the surface for one year or two years when the circumstances around something are perfect and make my judgment. My judgment of you as a player in, in anything is going to come when how do you do when... And when all the shit around you is falling apart, how do you do? Which is why I'm so upset with Steph Curry's injury. I was looking for Steph Curry to go out there this year and average 30 points a game and dispel this notion that, you know, he's soft or lucky or Durant and Clay. I was really looking forward to seeing Curry go out there and do his thing. And unfortunately, he's really hurt. Draymond Green's not hurt. He's just being exposed and he doesn't want to play. He's not used to losing, so he doesn't want to play. He ain't hurt. He not hurt. (sighs) Finally, isn't it nice to see my nigga Mello vindicated, man? Can you hear the smile on my face? Albeit against the Bulls. He dropped 25. At this point, everyone must know it was nothing but politics that had Mello out the league. That was it. Politics. This isn't about actual basketball skill. Because when you see him out there, they're like, I don't know what would make you think that he's incapable of playing on an NBA level. I'm telling you, man. Like, unfortunately, like, Melo had to humble himself a little bit and go on first take and get that little interview and be like, yo, I'm ready to just accept whatever role. The nigga loves the game. See, Melo loves the game. Melo, Melo, Melo's worth hundreds of, millions of, hundreds of millions of dollars. He's playing for 2.1 this year because he loved the game. I hope Portland picks up the pace because re- Dame is one of my favorite players and it would be a travesty to watch them not make the playoffs because then that would further, you know, people's, you know, thing about Carmelo not being good. But the whole thing is the Blazers was out of the playoff picture before Carmelo got there anyway. And did you see Carmelo passed Alex English with number 18 on the all-time list? If Melo plays for the rest of the year, and I think this might be his last year because I don't see nobody signing him for next year, even though, like, I don't see why. I just think politics will box him out again where he won't get another contract. But Melo's going to finish top 10 in scoring all time. All time. I had people arguing with me that Vince Go, Vince Carter, Vince... Yo, come on, man. Vince Carter hasn't been relevant since Jersey. Vince Carter just cracked 25,000 points. He's been in the league for 22 years or 20 years or some shit like that. Been in the league for 20 years, bro. Been in the league for 20 years. You should have 25,000 points by now. You should. I'm tired of people hating on Melo. I'm so happy Melo's playing and they won a game and he had 25 and it looked good. He was hitting his shots. He looks in shape. I'm 
interested to see Portland make the playoffs. Unfortunately, I think if they do make the playoffs, they're going to be one of the bottom three seeds, which means they're going to have to either play the Lakers or the Clippers or the Nuggets. Now, if they play the Nuggets, they got a chance. They beat them last year, and Nurkic was out. So, I mean, they did lose, you know, Harkless and Aminu, which are good glue guys. But they beat the Nuggets last year. So, you know, if I hope Portland could get into the playoffs and sneak into the seventh seed and, um, you know, do something, man. I really hope they can. Uh, NBA top ten, Lakers are the number one team. LeBron James is just the best player. He's been the best player since about 2012 when Kobe started declining. Uh, Milwaukee's number two. I think Giannis is the second best player in the league. Period. Nobody can stop him. But, we you know, come playoff time, game slow down. You boxing one that nigga and tell him to shoot. Not going to happen. Boston. Boston is my Eastern Conference I think they're going to come out the East because, you know, again, Giannis got to prove that he can shoot in in the playoffs. And I don't think he can. Got the Clippers number four, Kawhi and Paul George, of course. Nuggets five, Raptors six. Raptors is surprising everybody. Everybody thought the Raptors was going to be trash. But that goes to show you that Kawhi was really like that go-to scorer, but they had a strong team. They got a strong team. The Raptors is still a, a Siakam. I'm not going to say Siakam. Siakam's an MVP candidate. He is. He's an MVP candidate. Siakam is an MVP candidate right now. He's nice. He's, he's better than everybody thought. And again, it comes down to a coach believing in you. Or maybe he did work over his game, work on his game in the summertime because he was there. Dwayne Casey didn't let him play. Turn around, this dude Nick Nurse got him starting, looking like a all. He's gonna be an all star in the Eastern Conference. Easy, he's gonna be an all star. Philly number seven. I still think Philly's one of the better teams in the league, but I think Philly's just on some shit. Like they think that they're better than they really are, and they're sitting there waiting for the playoffs, disinterested in the regular season when they need to get their shit together. Because a lot of times when you see these teams sitting here just thinking, "Oh, we just waiting for the playoffs." By the time you get to the playoffs, you have no chemistry and you've developed this pattern of losing and fucking up and it just starts to happen and you didn't even mean for it to happen. So Philly better get their shit together quick or they're going to get bounced in the second round. I got the Mavs at number eight. I like Luka. Where the fuck is Porzingis at? I ain't heard a, I ain't, I ain't heard a peep out of this dude. Not a peep. He's one of the league leaders in blocks, but it has been the Luka Doncic variety hour. I don't even see a Porzingis highlight, to be honest with you. I got the Heat number nine. I love Jimmy Butler. Like Tyler Hero. Um, good organization, as usual. A guy the Knicks should have went after, but they didn't go after him because of bitch-ass motherfuckers like Max Kellerman who tell us that Jimmy Butler and Kemba Walker uh, are B-level players and that, you know... If the Knicks get them, we're not going anywhere. Even though both of those players are on the top four teams in the in, in the Eastern Conference right now, you know. But and I'm never gonna get over that because we could have had them both, but didn't go after neither one of them. 
And the Rockets, number 10. But who cares? I don't think the Rockets are going anywhere. I explained myself on that earlier. So, you know, Rockets, they're just there. They're not going to do shit. And I, I, and I got to say one thing. You know, normally, I don't sit here and say that I feel bad for millionaires. Because I don't. Nigga, you making millions of dollars. I don't feel bad for your ass, nigga. You want to you wanna have my problems? You want to have problems where you got to use a space heater because you ain't got no goddamn heat? You want, you want that problem? You want problems like niggas coming to cut your lights off? You don't want those problems, okay? I'm not saying millionaires don't have problems, but y'all do not have broke nigga problems. So I'm not in the business of feeling bad for millionaires. Like, I'm sorry. I get it. You're regular people and you have regular emotions and you go through your regular everyday life okay but just like just like people say i'd rather fucking cry in a ferrari than on the bus so i don't feel bad for millionaires but i feel bad for chris paul i I want chris paul to win man i want to see chris paul in a winning situation but does chris paul want to win so i feel bad but i don't it comes back to it does Chris Paul want to win? Chris Paul want his check. Because if Chris Paul wanted to win, what would he do? Renegotiate his contract and go to a winner. He ain't taking, he ain't renegotiating, you crazy. He might allow somebody to buy him out of the last year of that contract. But he ain't forfeiting that money that he's supposed to make this year. You wildin'. I want to see Chris Paul go to a winner. And... Yeah, but he don't, he want his money, which he should want. And, um, you know, again, NBA is mad early. Somebody told me, oh, you know, I was telling them, uh, you know, Portland's not looking good and da-da-da. He was like, oh, it's early. There's like 14 games. And I'm like, yeah, you're right. But at the same time, you know, when it gets down in the late March and you're two games out of the playoffs, you start thinking about those stupid losses you took in November and December to to bad teams. So you got to make sure that you beat the bad teams at least. Lose to the good teams, okay. But you can't be out here losing to these shitty teams like Golden State and the Kings and, you know, they lost, they, they beat the Bulls, thank God. But they lost to some bad teams. You can't be losing to them teams if you want to win, so... You know what I mean? But again, it's super early. Uh, apparently, Zion's coming back in eight weeks. I'm interested to see what he's going to do. John Morant is the real deal as far as rookies are concerned. John Morant is that dude. He got the he got it. He's like, he looked like, he looked like, he looked like a young, he looked like Steve Francis to me. He need a jump. He need to, he can't shoot. He got to figure that shit out. He got to get a little jump on him, but he got a Steve Francis game to him. And John Morant's real. John Morant is real. I'm, we're waiting for Zion. Eight weeks. We want to see what he's going to do. I, we're all interested to see what this guy's going to do. Once again, if I was the Pelicans, I'd just fucking sit him for the year. What's the point? You're not going anywhere. Keep the suspense alive. 
You know what I'm saying, man? Keep the suspense alive. Don't bring him back. If you bring him back and he sucks, then it's just not going to look good for anybody. It's not going to look good for him. The organization's going to look like they're trash. You know, it just doesn't make sense to bring Zion back. So I hope for that kid's sake he's good. But I really hope he just doesn't come back this year at all. Just sit the year out, man. Just, just, just don't come back. Just like I said, I don't listen to that boobity boo rap shit all day. I love it. I don't listen to that shit all day. I'm out. I'm going to leave y'all with all in my head, sir. It's my shit right here. that funny you got an artist named sir and an artist named her <laughs> i should be leaving i should be walking out the door don't really need it but you keep me wanting more thought it'd be easy letting go is what i do so why are my feet down to the floor why am I holding on to you? And why was last night the first time I felt anything in a long time? Feels like I'm falling off, semi-cold-off, made up its own mind. Love ain't what I came for, but it's here now, and it feels good. You told me you were special, and you meant what you said. And I don't want to leave this bed. Later.